But God said, this thing that's going forward, you ain't in control of this. You can't control it. You can't control what you see. You can't control how it's going to turn out. You can't control and try to see, oh, what's going to happen? Is the baby's eyes going to be this color and a couple of months later going to be that color? You can't control anything about this. All you can simply do is sit and watch the baby. Welcome to another episode of the Superhero Supernatural Flow. You have entered into the Fortress of Solitude, where you'll find anything but the norm. We are not from the norm. We are superheroes dropped from another planet. Join me as we go to this clip. We're uh, basically sitting here looking at some stuff, but we want to talk about this awesome God. God has been moving. He is ever going forward. He's ever leading. He's ever expanding. It's just an awesome, awesome thing to watch God go. You know, a few weeks back, I remember one Sunday um, morning, I was starting to feel like, God, you know, I started getting a little anxious. I said, God, what, what are you, what are we doing? What do you, what do you want to do? I, you know, and I, and I felt myself trying to get ahead of God and God began to say, okay, I just need you to tap into that mother in you. I've had three children. This is one of them. He ain't a child no more. Okay. Amen. I right. may be telling myself, I may be telling on my age right now, but there's one of them. Yeah. And it, it, it was beautiful the way the Lord did this because he tapped into that nurturing mother uh, thing in me. And he said, Kate, it's just like having a baby. All I need you to do is stand at the crib and look at the baby marvel at the baby stand in awe at the baby look at the baby's fingers watch the baby develop look at you know and a lot of times if you're a mother you can uh you know you can um you can slap high five with this and say yeah this is there's been times that the baby wasn't necessarily hungry didn't need changing didn't need anything it just laid there and you as a mother just sat there and marveled at this little tiny, you know, body just laying there, the, the, the chest going up and down, the breathing patterns, you see in this little heartbeat. But God said, this thing that's going forward, you ain't in control of this. You can't control it. You can't control what you see. You can't control how it's going to turn out. You can't control and try to see, oh, what's going to happen? Is the baby's eyes going to be this color and a couple of months later going to be that color? You can't control anything about this all you can simply do is sit and watch the baby and it really hit i was thinking about that this morning i said god you sure enough know how to speak to your children because it, it sure enough just it hit me and it delivered me and the lord has been telling us to watch the baby and that's what we've been doing we've been simply Looking at this thing, the beginning of the year, January 10th, 2021, the Lord came in like a mighty roaring wind, rushing wind. And now that I'm looking at it, I said, man, that thing was more like fire. It was more like the day of Pentecost and fire. Amen. 
every week the Lord has been showing that baby has been growing and it's been developing. We've been seeing the eyes develop, the ears develop, the skin tone develop, how much hair the baby got on his head. And it looks a lot different than it did on that first day that he swept through this place. Can I... As you're saying that, and I don't know if it's gonna rub people the wrong way, but not every baby is ex is 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 expected, right? Sometimes a, a baby comes into the fold, and it could be unexpected. And regardless if it's married and doing it the right way or whatever the case is. It's not the point. The point is, is that sometimes it's there's happy accidents, right? And regardless of the situation, what I've come to realize is that when you accept it as this is what's going on, as I'm pregnant with something, Ooh. that's when it gets excited. Now, now excitement comes. The 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 worry part kind of goes out the window a little bit more. As you realize the family members, you tell the family and things like that. And all of a sudden, you might tell them, depending on the situation, you might be telling them with a little bit of fear or a little bit of like um, anxiousness. But then as you see that support group start to come, now all of a sudden there's, a, there's excitement, there's anticipation. And as that happens, that's when thriving happens, right? And that's when, um, because you could, you could... Yeah, I know, right? But because the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm like, I don't want anybody to miss this piece of it. Oh, man. Because a lot of times what happens is that that emotion that comes with the baby has a lot to do with the growth of the baby. Has a lot to do with the the anticipation and the excitement of what's to come. So somebody said we need to anticipate and expect something. Listen, now you're telling me that we have to expect something. You're telling me that we have to anticipate because you ain't even going to conceive. Listen, a lot of times you won't even conceive unless you expect or anticipate because your body goes through changes and your body picks up on your emotions and sometimes even stress factors will hinder you from conceiving that baby. But we're getting, we're getting ahead. We're getting ahead. God simply said watch the baby amen and i love what haywood is saying because in order to do anything in this earth there's got to be some type of a conception there's got to be something god can't just walk around in this earth god can't just affect change in this earth you know a lot of times things and tra tragedies happen and we turn around people i've heard people say that say that to me how could god let that happen there was a little child and it, it walked across a highway and it, it, it got killed how could the lord have let that happen why did that happen god and these seemingly are very hard questions for us to answer however when you begin to go back and hey what's taking me somewhere else right now but when you begin to go back into original intent, you understand that God says, let us uh, make man after our own image and let them have dominion. 
But a lot of times we're not preaching this. We don't understand who and whose we are. We don't understand that we have dominion in the earth and God handed dominion over to us. Amen. But then we went and handed it over to somebody else. We handed it over to Satan, the fall of Adam and Eve eating the fruit. And so that same dominion that he gave us, we handed it over. And it goes into a long story. God begins his plan of redemption. You know, he starts coming and showing back up in the earth through all of the um, covenants, the Noahic and the uh, Abraham covenants and all of that to come and be able to find somebody to slap five and say, listen, I have a will, but you have a physical body. I do not have a physical body, but you do. Watch this. Let's stand in agreement because now if you come and have a heart after my heart and our heart beats as one, I and you and you and me and we are one. And I'm going to download you with some stuff. I'm going to download you with the mind of Christ. I'm going to download you with the heart of God. And then when I download you, I need you to do something. I need you to now open up your mouth and I need you to speak what it is thus says the Lord. And so here you go. There's a part, there's a pattern there. Remember, we're talking about patterns. We're talking about laying the correct pattern down. A lot of time people walking around thinking they're waiting on God and God is waiting on us. He's waiting on us to understand who and whose we are, that we are the ones that are walking in this earth. He does not have a physical. We are the body of Christ. We are the physical and spiritual body of Christ. See my feet? If I was to show you my feet, I'm going to just imagine what my feet look like. Those are the feet of Christ. Because he tells us to begin to put everything under our feet. And as they are under our feet, now they are under the feet of Christ. That's actually um, the one of the mandates that the Lord gives every believer, every child of God, to put everything under our feet. We're going to trample on what? Snakes and scorpions. We're going to bring and we're going to subdue. Uh, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it. Amen. So we, we need to have the heart of God, the mind of God. So getting back to the baby, as I now download you with this thing, now you're slapping me high five and something is impregnated in you. And now as it is impregnated in you, you now begin to release it into the earth. And so this is where we talk about, hey, what brought us all the way back to conception. But I have to be anticipating. I have to be hungry. I have to be thirsty. You cannot throw water on a land that is not crying out for hunger and for thirst. He says, I will pour water on a thirsty ground. I will, he says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be what? Filled. And so God is looking for a hunger and a thirst from, he's roaming. He's just like he said, oh, there's ever roaming around and seeking who he may devour. You don't think God, God's roaming too. He's looking into the earth. He says, will I find faith on the earth? That is a deep statement. There's a scripture that says, will I find faith? You know, we think that sometimes the faith that we had back on our last level is enough. No, it's ever increasing faith. Our faith is never meant to stagnate. Our faith is never meant to stand still. Our faith is meant to grow and increase with each and every day. And guess what? How does that happen? It says by faith comes by 
hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. It didn't say hearing once. It said hearing twice. What does that mean? That we continually hear the word of God. We're continually being sharpened. We're continually growing. We're continually eating. Who sits there and has a baby, has a child, and the child just eat like, you know, you just sit there and you eat one meal, one little cold snack a week. And go ahead, sorry. So if you eat just one cold snack a week, and I'm talking about physical food, and I'll show you somebody that's MAGA, you know, in a Jamaican term, it's a MAGA. I'll show you somebody that, my God, they look like they on life support. I'll show you somebody that they're going to have to take you to the hospital and hook you up to IV because you're not eating. But now how much more in the spirit, if you're only having one snack a, 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 a week, what do you, your spirit man is weak and we're going to have to put you on life support. So faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing ever increasing faith. And we're watching this baby and this baby is growing. It's not all the time listening for what the thus says the Lord, but having positive people in your circle, having positive people around you so that when um, situations happens, when life happens, you're listening, those positive things come back to you now. You're sowing seed of positivity. A lot of times if you have a bunch of negative people around you or people that aren't in the space that you're trying to be in, that could also be detrimental to that baby, to that, to that, to that um, thing that God is trying to come, trying to bring through to you, right? So we have to make sure that we we not just focus on the right things, but also if I'm listening to certain people, what type of things are they saying? What type of you know, if I'm trying to get better with finances, I can't be around a bunch of broke people. I can't be around, a, and if, if I'm already in the, the mindset of being broke, then I got to make sure that the people around me is, is saying something different, right? The saying, go, um, tell me who your friends are, I'll tell you who you are. Why? Because if it's the same type of conversation being had, then how can I elevate? How can I thrive? How can I go to a level different than where I'm at right now if all I'm doing is hearing from the same type of people that are already talking the way that I'm talking? Okay, I need somebody to write that word down, thrive. T-H-R-I-V-E, thrive. This is a word that came to me last week. We didn't get to touch on it, but it came to me again today, thrive. Amen, so somebody put a pin in that. But God's been dealing with us about the fire. Um. I shared this a little bit and I, I feel to share this so that, that you know, you can kind of see where we're coming from. Years ago, I remember it was on Valentine's, I shared this somewhere on Facebook, I think it was in a group. Um, I think it was on Valentine's Day. Um, I was in the spirit. I was alone in the house. I was in the spirit with God. And the Lord take me, took me to a beautiful, through vision, to a beautiful place, the most favorite place, most of one of my favorite place, and it's the beach. I love the beach, amen? And so I saw myself laying there, and I was laying my head on a rock. I heard the water, 
I saw the sand. It was just me. And I'm laying on this rock. And the Lord began to show me and tell me. He said, hey, remember. He just started speaking to me. Remember when Moses wanted to see the face of God? You know, and at that time, salvation hadn't come yet. Nobody is, you know, the Lord said nobody can look into the face of God and live and all of that. And he said, but listen, I'm about to pass by. And he says, but as I pass by, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hide you, Moses, in the cleft of the rock. And after that uh, vision, the Lord began to show me. He said, okay, you're the, you're the, um, I'm the rock. I'm the rock that you're leaning on. Remember, I was leaning on a rock. And he says, if you just lean on me through this walk, if you just lean on me for everything, I'm always going to be there for you and I'm going to be your rock. Amen. But then last year, this vision changed. Now, this was about 20 years ago. God brought this thing back to me and we were on the beach. But this time, the beach was on fire. The beach was on fire. The sand was on fire. The water was on fire. The air was on fire. I was on fire. And Jesus was walking with me and he was on fire. Now, we weren't just laying down at this point. Now we're walking. And all you, if you can just see two people and their bodies just look like they're consumed with fire. And I said, my God, what's going on? This has been a time. There's been a time of fire. And God's not letting me let this go. But he said to me a few weeks ago, he said, we need to embrace, okay? He said, I need you to embrace the fire. I know things are popping off here, there, and the other place. I know things at work. I know things... Um, and the finances trying to act funny. I know family trying to act funny. I know all of these things may be popping off at you, but I, I need you to embrace the fire. Amen. And the Lord began to shush this body of Christ down. This was to the body of Christ. He started saying stuff like, be still. Remember when they were right on the edge, uh, when they was getting ready to go over to the wall of, of Jericho, they was getting ready to um, go in and take the city. But right before they were going to do that, God gave them a protocol. He had them walk around that thing, that wall. And he says, as you're walking, be quiet. He says, be, what? that's so curious. Be quiet. I don't want you to talk to nobody. I don't want you to turn around and talk to the person behind you that's walking with you. I don't want you tapping the person in the front of you uh, uh, and, and saying something to them. I just want you to be quiet. And he's been giving us and showing us this protocol of being quiet. Last week, he showed us the protocol with Elijah when he ran to the cave. We understood that he ran back to his first love because that same cave, the Mount Sinai and Mount Horeb, was the same cave in which Moses saw the burning bush. So now we started talking about coming back to your first love. Amen. But what I want to get across is that God wasn't in the fire. He wasn't in the fire. He wasn't in the flood. He wasn't in the, he was not in the earthquake. He was not in the grand, oh my God, a word for it. This grand thing. Sure. Sometimes when you you see this grand thing and it's ah and it's noisy and it's ah and it's big and right. you can hear the thunder. You can hear the storm. Now there's times that he will thunder, but th he, th at this point it wasn't there. It wasn't in that big thing. 
And then there was a whisper. And God said to him, come to the mouth of the... Now he can hear God. He can hear God. And we're going to start touching on the seven ways of prophetic listening. There are seven. We're not going to go into it now. Because remember, this is just a general blanket. We're not going into detail. But there's seven ways of prophetically hearing the voice of God. And one of them is that inner witness. It's that inner voice. And here we saw Elijah ran to the cave and it wasn't in that grand, grand show. It was in the whisper. And here is where he began to get the download and get the blueprints and get the mandate for the next chapter in his life. Remember, it's when we are willing to step out, possibly fall, possibly fail but still getting up, still dusting off, still letting go, and still moving on, that we truly find our rites of passage through these doors of success. This has been another recording right here at the Fortress of Solitude, where the superhero meets the supernatural. Again, this is K-Star from The Flow. Check back weekly for another episode of the Superhero Supernatural Flow. Have a blessed and prosperous week.